<laughs> welcome to Real Actors, Real Answers, where we get real. Um, how are things, and how is your career going? Pretty good. Things are really good. Um, I uh, keep busy. I have a uh, film I'm currently working on. Uh, I wrote the script this year and shot a, about three weeks of it this past summer, and uh, I have about another week of shooting left uh, intentionally uh, set in the winter time. So uh, I think we'll pick up on it again, kind of on a hiatus, I guess, but we'll pick up on it again, probably in February. Um, and uh, I think next October, hopefully, it'll be finished. That's excellent. Yeah. Are you, well, you're the director and writer. Can, I was going to say if you're allowed to, <laughs> can you share any tidbits? Of yeah, for sure. It's uh, At the moment, it's called uh, The Denny Dooley Story. Um, it's a life story about a rock musician um, named Denny Dooley uh, back in the uh, 60s and 1970s. Kind of, uh, yeah, his life story as a child when we first meet him. Uh, and he has kind of a family tragedy that brings him into, uh, he's born on a farm, and he has a family tragedy that kind of brings him into the city of Detroit. And uh, that's where he kind of experiences a, kind of a country rock kind of thing going on in the 60s, maybe a little bit of the Motown feel, um, and then uh, he kind of transitions into more of a uh, Jimi Hendrix character as the 70s hits. But it's uh, it's definitely a drama full of a lot of uh, uh, kind of crazy things that happen and a little bit of a supernatural bent to it as well. I want to share with our listeners a little bit about that. I um, tried out for that film. You were a great supporter and director because I was so nervous that day. And then life happened, and I couldn't accept the role. But I do remember um, a little bit about the story. And sure. was it auditions in Ferndale, Michigan? Was it around there? Uh, it was Royal Oak. Royal Oak. Okay. Yep. H how long have you and been? Uh, I was going to say, I, I, Go I actually met um, a number of the cast that day. Um, everybody, uh, I think I met about 30, 35 people, and I think about or seven, maybe eight of them I got from that audition there, so that worked out pretty well. well I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, Aaron, could you tell me and the listeners a little bit about how you started out as a director? Yeah, it was back, uh, I'm in my late 30s now, but I, when I was a teenager, you know, and I just make little short movies, you know, goofy little uh, things, you know, based on whatever movies my sisters and I were watching at the time, you know, I think we made a uh, goofy, like, cliffhanger, like, <laughs> short film or something, when you realize you can put the camera sideways and it looks like you were climbing <laughs> you were, like, on the, on the driveway or something. Sure. So it was really just that, just, like, goofing around with friends and uh, my sisters making, you know, short films, and then uh, I got into, um, uh, I come from a small town, Portland, which is near Lansing, Michigan, and, uh, I started to, like, record the city council meetings, you know, because I'm in the city of Portland, so that's kind of my first experience with, like, using equipment and, and kind of wow. telling a, um, so they, we'd record the city council meetings, but they, you know, would kind of, like, do whatever we wanted, you know, with cameras, so that was kind of my first um, uh, experience with kind of putting little stories together, you know, of my own, and it just kind of grew from there, and I worked on a couple uh, independent films as crew doing audio production assistant things uh, here and uh, a little bit in Virginia, just kind of in the summers uh, during high school, and 
think it was by the time I was like 19, I was like, well, I just want to do my own thing, you know, so I just started writing my own stories, you know, short films, and uh, just kind of started from there, and uh, I currently work in uh, broadcast news, um, I worked in Lansing for about five years, and I've been in Grand Rapids at uh, Channel 13 out here um, for about 12 or so, and uh, I work in the promotions department, so every day I'm shooting, writing, interviewing, putting uh, stories together, and uh, I, I've learned a lot about pacing and editing just in, in broadcast news, and that's definitely helped me in my side career doing film, just constantly writing and, and uh, just trying to create uh, the next thing. So you, <coughs> you've learned uh, hands-on. That, yeah. that takes guts. I know um, MPI. That's a <coughs> that's a pretty uh, awesome school. Um, how did you like it? I liked it a lot, and I get, you know I've seen it now, and they've definitely uh, expanded. And, and they're in Troy now. When I first went, it was um, it was just like a small. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. It was a little more than an apartment building, but it had like a like a it was like a small dentist office or something. You know, like you'd go up <laughs> the second floor, and it was just a couple of rooms. As an actor, I have to um, have to say I, I respect and I'm deeply interested in people that write the stories. I mean, you sound like yeah. you love to write stories. I do. I you know it all. Um, I think it comes down to that final feeling of um, accomplishment. You know, I mean that's why you kind of that's why I've kind of done everything. I guess like you know, even though it's hard work and it's uh, long hours. Sometimes it doesn't feel like there's an end in sight, but once you get it done, you're just like, wow, that's all mine. I love that. And some people um, can be creative, you know, and, and they can, I guess, rely on others to write their stories, and then they take the stories and, and make them into movies. And um, But I've always loved to be the person that come up with the idea and then physically make it work and put it together. And I don't know, I just, I just like knowing that it's all mine. Sure. And, uh, It's a it's a part of your heart then. Right, right. That's excellent. Um, Aaron, um, I usually ask uh, my uh, my guests on on this show. Um, do you have a favorite story 
for an audition concerning an audition or something that happened that was really quirky and something very memorable? Yeah, I haven't I really haven't done that many auditions. I'd say the one you came to was definitely the biggest by far. Um, there's been maybe a couple other where it was probably back when I was working around Lansing where I would kind of show up at the acting classes there and rally some people together, you know, just the, the students that were there and, and they were all like, they're always up for an audition, you know, it's just like, oh, let's just, you know, 10 people would come in or whatever and I'd, I'd do that. But the, the one you attended for the Danny Tucci one was really, I think that was the first like official, I put out the word, I had like a couple dozen people show up, so that was cool. Um, but I've always just found people, you know, just watching, uh, um, you know, just getting advice from other people, checking out online, you know, what can lead to a next, you know, actors I'm looking for will recommend somebody else and I'll look into it. But I guess the most memorable was probably one of the first actors I've ever, I ever worked with when I was, I think, still a part of MPI. Uh, I was just doing a little short film, and, you know, I'm from a small town again, grew up in the country, so that's like, it was very country-based. It was very, um, I had found this old farm, and uh, dead of winter, you know, I think it was maybe like January, and it was like zero below or whatever. <laughs> so it wasn't the greatest shoot, but uh, everybody was really up for it, you know. And uh, anyway, so I, I worked on this uh, independent film in like 98, 99, and there was an older gentleman named Rick that worked on it. And I just remembered him because he was really cool. And I don't know if we ever really got a chance to talk then, but I just remember he was like, oh, he'd be a good father if I ever made a movie where I ever made a father or something. So it was like a year or two later. I, I guess it's memorable to me because... Uh, I didn't have a computer. I still had my grandmother's uh, typewriter from, like, 1960. So I, like, you know, it wasn't so long ago. It wasn't uh, that long ago. It was, like, 2000 or whatever. But I remember typing him a letter, you know, mailing it the <coughs> old-fashioned way. And he got the letter wow. and wrote it back to me. <laughs> That's amazing. I ever wrote a letter. So I that's just how I asked him to do it. I was like, hey, I want you to do this. And he's like, come out. And, and he did. You used a typewriter. That is so amazing because people, they don't have the patience, you know, and it's like, that used to be such an art form, you know. Um, You hold on to that because that uh, that's extremely eclectic and interesting. Um, that's, I guess, holding on to part of who you are. Yeah, I think, the mo- I think creativity comes through hands-on, at least for me. You know, that's where creativity lies. I don't know if creativity lies necessarily with staring at a screen or <laughs> using your hands. Absolutely. Um, do you have any favorite uh, directors? Right. Probably one of my top three favorite films. That just had such a huge impact on me, you know, uh, when I first saw it. Uh, but of course, there's the Kubricks, maybe. And uh, um, even though he's uh, not someone everybody wants to bring up, you know, as far as the work <laughs> goes, I say Woody Allen, of course. Right. Um, who else? Terry Gilliam, also a big one, you know. Mm hmm. 
if it was a career, that would be a nice stat for me, you know, having that kind of freedom and being able to make the movies he does, even though they're not big, you know, they still grab on in a little bit. He's able to make a career out of it. I think that's pretty cool. Exactly. You know, um, you don't have to be a Steven Spielberg in order to be a right. uh, love your work. I mean, I don't mind trying that out if somebody wants to give me a shot. But sure, <laughs> sure. But I'll be more than happy to have some too, just on the bonus. I just fine. <laughs> I always love um, uh, learning from other people, and uh, you've mentioned so many great directors. What do you think of Quentin Tarantino? Right. I feel like his, his world, his <clears throat> worlds aren't really set in the real world anymore, and that's completely fine. But something about it doesn't grab me as much as those three early films do. You know? Right. So I guess I look at him now, I, I appreciate him as a writer and all of his, but the first three films I appreciate him as an all-around auteur and filmmaker. I guess that's how I would... Sure. I would say it now. Sorry. So... What you're saying, like, you can learn from just about anybody. Yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even people that don't even make that good of films. Tarantino makes great films, but people that maybe don't even make uh, great films, and probably myself included, you know? I mean, my stuff isn't for everybody, and I'm sure, uh, uh, you know, I always feel like I get better every time I do one, and that's just why I keep doing it. But I think there's always something within them that shows, like, oh, this guy needs to continue, you know, or, or this person needs make something else because I, I can see where they're going you know what I'm saying there's always something good you can pull out of really anything sure um when you come across uh like a creative boundary I'll put it which is actually an obstacle how do you deal with it like location or um someone doesn't show up the main character doesn't show up for a rehearsal or there's so many stories out yeah. there <laughs> not worth continuing on. And I think one example I shot um, after our initial shoot this summer that we had like three weeks and it was pretty much track and track. We got a lot of great stuff done. There was uh, one where two pickup shoots we did through October and I think the second one I had this great location and we shot a scene there and it worked out brilliantly and I was like, I think we can do this other scene at this other part of the location. I think it's different than what I planned but I think it'll work. We can shoot it 
and I just knew after like things like this, it's not working. <laughs> so it's just like I can stop. I think you guys are doing great. I just think this location, like this, is not this is this won't do justice to what I wrote. And they are were all amazing. So it was a front from there. But you know, that's a case by case basis. You know. Sure. It's uh, it's learning to be a kid again and just go with the flow. I think. Sure. I know I'm not going to waste someone's time or I know that it's not worth it, you know. Then, then yeah, then there's always another way to take a day and replan and, and make sure you do it right the next time. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you have any advice or suggestion uh, for our listeners if they were writing a script or if they wanted to become a director? Sure. I love that. I wanted to be writer first and that just forced me to start directing, you know. I love that. But being a screenplay writer, I would say, or any kind of writer, there's a lot of good advice and I'm sure I follow some of it and others I probably don't because maybe try to find your own way of working. But for me, it's just like sticking with it, you know. Sure. Okay. Only watch those kind of movies that kind of feel the way I want to feel, you know. I kind of keep myself in that mindset. So when I get down to actually writing, I um, I like what I'm writing, you know. Like, and, and it doesn't feel like work. You know, if you're in that mindset, it's, I think it's a lot easier to put it down on paper. Wow. Or to computer or whatever, you know. I can, I can relate yeah. to that. You stay in the moment. You stay in the mood. Um, Which is difficult because, I mean, especially when I <laughs> Right. You know, you do what you can. And I, you know, I find any time I can for writing. Like I, I drop my daughter off for school, you know, early. I don't have to be to work for like another hour, so then I park at the park that's down the road from work, and I just write, you know, or I edit or whatever I have to do that day. And I try to do it on my break, you know. So just any time you can do it. Sure, sure. It's uh, yeah, I I can relate to that. Actors, uh, directors. We're a little bit on the on the strange side, but um, that's how we roll, you know. That's just how we roll. If you don't like it, that's great, but I hope you do, you know. Um, yeah, you'll always 
Right. Hey, Aaron. Um. Yeah. Our listeners, where can they find you? Nowadays, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Sure, absolutely. It's uh, sort of like a family, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Aaron, it was a privilege and an honor having you on the show, R&R. And um, you will, I'm going to edit this baby, and I'm going to put it out there. And uh, maybe we can talk again about when you're, uh, when uh, when the film is finished. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. It was uh, fun talking with you, and I appreciate uh, taking interest in what I do and giving me the time to relate that to your listeners. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, um, we will we will talk again. Thank you for being on Real Actors Real Answers. Thank you. All right, bye bye.